Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Nordic Art Agency Podcast, a podcast connecting emerging and established international artists and art influencers from around the globe. I'm your host, Juliet, a British expat, art historian and gallerist based in Sweden. Every fortnight, I'll be sharing a conversation with an artist or art influencer whose artwork or insight inspires me personally. We're actually recording from our spring art pop-up here in the heart of Malmö at Hansa. The exhibition opened on April the 30th and features six international female artists and two sculptors. And this week we're joining one of those artists, Bia Soares, from her studio in Barcelona. On first sight, Bia's paintings spoke directly to my love of architecture and interest in industrial design and interiors, all of which are art forms, structural, visual and functional. Bia doesn't paint buildings or interiors, but instead creates portraits and narratives of spaces. Her work is anthropological and is made up of research, photography, and even video to document the past and present of buildings, subtly hinting at the presence and absence of their inhabitants. Her pieces, which are based on the most important works of renowned Spanish and international architects, have received international praise, and in particular, recognition for her outstanding use of light and shadow. Having studied at the University of Barcelona, Bia continues to live and be inspired by the city where she cut her creative teeth and ultimately refined her painting practice by documenting the buildings and locations which surround her. In recent years, Bia was commissioned to create a large painting of the headquarters of NATO in Brussels. The project was entitled Inside, and the architectural portrait was to reflect the souls of the people who were working inside the building. It is quite mesmerising, and her work continues to reach beyond purely painting architecture and instead create a narrative within the buildings and spaces. So I am delighted to welcome you, Bia, and thank you so much for joining me on the Nordic Art Agency podcast. Hi, Juliet. I'm really happy to have the opportunity to speak to you about my work, and thank you. Thank you for that great introduction. Well, I am very fond of architectural history, and I'm lucky enough to have spent time in your city, in Barcelona, on numerous occasions. And the architecture by Antonio Gaudi is obviously a dominant force within the city, great diversity within the buildings also to be found. During the 1950s and 60s, after General Franco's era, a tremendous increase in building in Barcelona could be seen as a regeneration of the city after decades of physical degradation under the dictator. Once again in 1992, when Barcelona won its bid to host the Summer Olympic Games, a widespread rejuvenation of many areas of the city took place, which actually led to the Royal Institute of British Architects presenting Barcelona's City Council with their gold medal in 1999. This was the first time a city, as opposed to an architect, such as previous winners Le Corbusier and Frank Lloyd Wright, had received the accolade. So Bia, with such rich heritage and contemporary building, what aspect of the city's architecture are you most drawn to? And where do you find yourself returning to? Well, uh, my favourite architects are from the modern movement. Rationalists like Le Corbusier, uh, you know, Mies van der Rohe, Richard Neutra, Pierre Koenig, Paul Rudolph, uh, Albert Faye, and uh, Luis Hermann de Koenig. And I also like the works designed for the case study. You know, the case study consists uh, of projects for cheap and efficient houses sponsored by the American magazine. I think it's from the 50s, 60s, uh, arts and architecture. 
and were designed by the leading architects of the time. Uh, the designs uh, were published in the magazine and some went on, on to the build. Um, right now, I'm working on several paintings based on the case studies, uh, for example, of, of Charles and Wright Ames, uh, case study 8, uh, case study 22 of the Star House by Pierre Koenig, uh, and some, some more. Related to this, uh, one of the leading photographers of architecture of the period, uh, Julius Schulman, is of great importance to me. Uh, his book, uh, Modernist uh, Rediscovered is a continuing source of inspiration. And also in Spain, uh, Spanish architects such as uh, Josep Lluís Sert, Antonio Monet Castellana, and Sainz de Oiza, José Antonio Coder, uh, are among those whose work I have lived with and have known for, for many years. Uh, there are many buildings that I have painted from photographs uh, that I would love to visit. A lot of times, as much as you have studied and painted a work, when you visit them in person, uh, you feel a sense of something lacking. I understand that you cannot gain knowledge or only from photographs uh, and text. Uh, in Barcelona, I love to stroll through the city. I walk a lot. Uh, you know, I, I'm one of those people who walk along uh, looking upwards and if I were daydreaming. The buildings I like in Barcelona are the Barcelona Pavilion by Mies van der Rohe, the Miro Foundation by Josep Yussert, and the, the Block Building uh, by Josep Yussert too, as well as other buildings of his scattered uh, throughout the city. There are also many less famous buildings by contemporaries of these architects. Uh, in religious buildings, there are many churches from the 60s, and in fact, and there is one just beside my studio uh, by the Catalan architect, Josep Yusoteras, which has a brutalist touch. It's, it's amazing, this church. Uh, when you come to Barcelona, I'll give you a tour around the neighborhood of my studio. It's, it's, it's really amazing. And I, I think you love it. It's off the tourist trail, but has some real treasures. And just on the corner, I have to uh, uh, the rice track by Bonet Castellana. Every morning is, is a source of inspiration uh, walking uh, to my studio. And of course, there are a wealth of neighborhoods in Barcelona that also serve as inspiration for my work. Uh, from the medieval Gothic neighborhood, the industrial area of Poplano, the neighborhood created for the Olympic Games right through to the modern at 22 business district. Barcelona is an inspiring city um, with a very, very good weather and amazing light. Uh, right now, uh, I'm working on my next exhibition in the Lab 36 uh, of the Senda Gallery in Barcelona uh, for the Barcelona Gallery Weekend. Uh, this is a project on La Ricarda by Bonet Castellana. La Ricarda is a very interesting house because, because it has been kept exactly as the architect designed it, right down to the furniture. It was designed in the, in the 50s, I think. Uh, it's also in a fantastic location, surrounded by the pine trees and on the seashore. It's, it's something strange, but many, many people don't know that it's possible to visit it uh, and you feel uh, like you travel uh, to the past. Uh, this exhibition uh, is, is important for me because 
it will be the first time that I exhibit with my my husband, Morosco Villa San Juan, who is a filmmaker. I will be painting several paintings of the house, and he will be creating a series of videos with each one tying in with one of the paintings. I would love to, to be able to return to see uh, several houses that I painted. Private houses I always this the, the most uh, difficult to gain access to. Uh, really, I would love to do a tour of all the buildings I have painted too. I would see them in in a different light. I can certainly feel the pure passion you have for, <laughs> for what interests you. And I mean, imagine waking up in Barcelona and having all of that on your daily walk or your doorstep is is fantastic. And when you view or experience a building beer, do you view them directly through the eyes of a painter? Is there an immediate sense of how you interpret certain materials or structure, such as a staircase or a high ceiling, or as you were mentioning, the church next to your studio? What's your immediate reaction to a building? And that's very, very funny because uh, the fear is that when I see a building, I, I feel something. Uh, there are people that when they see a sunset or the sea or flowers or even a human body, it moves them. Uh, I, of course, love these things, but only that. For me, it moves me when the light and shadows uh, grow spaces. Uh, architecture is a tool uh, with which to paint light, and the light gives soul to the spaces, giving them humanity and, and history. And you definitely feel that sense of humanity. You've created portraits of spaces, as you mentioned, designed by iconic contemporary architects, Richard Neutra and Antonio Bonet Castellana, both exquisite architects. Which architects or buildings for you are the most interesting to paint and what draws you to their spaces in particular? Uh, the most interesting architects when it comes to painting are those who can be grouped in the modern movement, international or rational style. Uh, those from the first half of the 20th century, but also some of the works of contemporary architects, you know, as such as the Belgian KGDFE's office, Norman Foster, and Spanish such as uh, Ricardo Bofi. As I say before, I always look for spaces and buildings that transmit something. No? Uh, the light is the most important element when I, it comes to choosing a composition. Uh, for this reason, photographs are very important to me. And also a story. There is always a story behind every house and every building. I'm really interested in trying to tell stories. Right now, I'm starting to work on the rationalist architect, Luis Herman de Koenig. Uh, That's for a project that I'm doing this summer in the Open Foundation in Brussels, again together with my husband, Morosco. And in this, in this project, we will draw comparison with the Catalan, José Antonio Coderc. And uh, as part of this, I have been in contact with owners of some of the houses of the Koenig uh, to visit and and take photographs. Uh, for, for me, it's, 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 very, it's very important, the, the history behind the, the buildings and, and the spaces. And when you approach a famous house, so like Casta Locado, which you mentioned is by Antonio Castellana, there are, there are so many elements and details to consider, in particular with that building, the curvature of the roofs, proportions, the materials, and all those 
furnishing details that have been left in place and all chosen by the designer. I'm drawn to that house. As you mentioned, it's in a pine forest on the Mediterranean coast. And I live here in Sweden in a pine forest, but on the Baltic coast. So a slightly different climate, but very relatable to me. And this house looks just blissful. So how do you begin, Bia, to unpack all of that information in that house and put it into a composition? Oh, the fruit is that La Ricarda is the most iconic house I have been able to visit. Uh, it feels like you are going back in time. Uh, the house and all it contains are marvelous, even its surroundings. Uh, this house inspired me to begin to paint landscapes and Mediterranean pine trees, always working in concert with, with architecture. I think that the pine forest around the house is as much a part of my work as the house. You have to think that the land on which it's constructed is a little unstable and the trees were planted so that the foundation was more solid to avoid to the house sinking. And so, in a sense, they really do form part of the house. It is one of the other places that I would love to show you around when you come to Barcelona. Later there is all of the history in the house, how it was built, the relationship between the architect and the owner, and how it was used, uh, becoming an important community hub showcasing the vanguard culture of the time at the end of the 60s when Spain was still in a dictatorship. When it comes to the furniture and objects in my work, none are left to chance. Uh, all of these elements allow me to give humanity to the composition. I, I also add objects by designers who interest me, and sometimes I remove objects that I don't add something. Uh, books, for example, books are perhaps the most important objects. They give me the impression uh, of a space that has been lived in and its history. All of my compositions are carefully throughout. Uh, when I'm commissioned to make portraits of houses, um, I always insist that the owner accompanies me during my tour and tells me the stories of the house as well as those of the objects and furniture. And later, when I'm painting the painting, uh, I'm thinking on all this information. When you talk about books and the, the soul of the home and it really makes me want to send you images of my home. I would love mm -hmm. to paint uh, my house and especially the way in which you describe in Castello Ricardo, the pine forest being so integrated within the architecture. I completely agree. Um, that's sort of essential. And when I've looked at the images that you created around that house, uh, you really do feel there's a full embodiment of the space w within the environment. Can you take us through your painting process, Bia? When you begin to create a body of work, What's sort of your process and your starting point? My process is a piece of anthropological research. Uh, a painting begins long before I put my brush on the canvas. I research the building. I want to know its history. But uh, buildings like people have an interesting biography that begins with their story in the world of architecture and also in their use being at the center of many important moments in people's life. Then I get photos of the buildings and I spend quite some time looking through the photos to find the perfect combination of light, composition and perspective. 
maybe I can go through as many as 20 photos for each painting to find one that is just the right. Uh, sometimes after a time doing this, uh, I even dream about the buildings. And I always try to paint uh, five or six paintings at the same time. Uh, maybe I'm a work alcoholic and I want to make sure that I'm never, never left without something to paint. I do sketches throughout the process to try and improve the composition, color and, and light. And so, sometimes I will go back and redo parts that uh, aren't just right. And your technique very much reflects the style pioneered by American realist artists of the 20th century. I'm thinking in particular Edward Hopper. We're currently exhibiting a striking large-scale work, Laboratory of Ideas, which beautifully unfolds the internal elements of the painting, contrasting the dimly lit exterior of the building. And this use of chiaroscura is a prominent feature found in some of your works, using contrasts of light and shade. And there is always an analysis and handling of perspective, light and colour, which is at the heart of your painting. How would you describe your relationship with light and shadow and its role in your compositions? For me, light is the most important element of my paintings. It is for this reason that I'm so interested in architecture. Uh, architecture is for me the best tool with which to paint light. Light could not exist without shadow. As the Catalan architect Jose Antonio Colerc said, architecture is light and shadows. Uh, the American architect for Rudolf was also an adherent to this philosophy. Uh, when painting light, I use a lot of different colors, different shades of yellow, orange, blues, and browns. Every space and every painting has a different type of light for me. It is like the light is shining from the painting. Uh, my paintings are a window uh, with light. I admire artists like those you talked about, uh, Edward Hooper, Debbie Hogney, and the night buildings of Alex Katz and his mastery of composition. And I also love William Hammershoy. Uh, I have only been able to see one of his paintings in the National Museum of Art in Oslo. And I made a double take at the date. It seemed so fresh. I really enjoy looking at the work of other painters, contemporary paintings, uh, friends of mine. Uh, you always learn something, the way they manage the color, the composition. For example, right now I'm changing my color palette and I'm studying the works of Goya, Frangelico, Giotto and the frescoes of Pompeii because I'm interested in the use of earth and red tones. I am set with finding the perfect color for my composition. I have never painted a color that came directly from a tube of paint. But above all, I consult architecture, books about architecture and the internet. From these sources, I have learned a lot about composition. All these elements are important in my paintings, uh, light, composition, perspective, and they give soul to my spaces. For this reason, I always say that I don't paint architecture, I create portraits of it. And especially with your palettes, which we've been exhibiting, which are these sort of richer, earthier tones, the warmth that you've created through the light and dark elements, they, they feel incredibly inviting. I love the aspect that 
you're entering into a space that's welcoming, which is, is for me, very comforting. It doesn't feel like an architectural structure. It feels as though it's, a, as you say, a, a space which is you want to almost be invited into. I'm delighted to be working with you, Bia, and to represent your work here in Sweden and Denmark. We have such a strong tradition of industrial design and architecture in the Nordics, with designers such as Arne Jakobsen and Hans Wegener. We recently exhibited and sold a painting of yours where you included an interior from the Eames House built in Los Angeles in 1949 by, as you mentioned before, Charles and Ray Eames. We're also currently exhibiting a smaller work of an interior featuring the Barcelona chair set against the backdrop of Mies van der Rohe's house in Barcelona. I love the way that you are recreating these interiors with your own interpretation almost, through your colour palette, through your, your shade and your use of light. Where does the balance between your artistic interpretation and reality lie for you? I always make clear that I haven't studied architecture. I studied uh, fine arts. And that for me, painting is a way way which I can paint light and portray the stories of people through the spaces. Uh, I don't have any problem in removing a column or in adding a window to my painting. Uh, the architecture is in service of my composition. Recently, I was painting a commission piece of the case study of Pierre Koenig. There was a black line created by the window which broke up my composition. I got rid of it. A friend of mine, who is an architect, wrote to me and told me, Bea, the house was much better like that. I like that the spaces can be recognized, but if I have to change them, I do. Sometimes the changes are so subtle that nobody notices them, just me. What I always do is to play with the light. I feel what is good when I look at the painting. Getting it just right is often the last thing I do. The way you describe your approach to your work, to me, very much sounds as though you're almost a student of architecture and investigator, as though mm -hmm. you approach a building which inspires you, and then you unpack all the nuances of it, and then you take with it what you wish, and then as you say, you sort of play with elements, or you add aspects of furniture, possibly, or objects, and then create it into your vision of that building, which I think is really beautiful, as it comes across in your work as very organic and original but obviously your learning and that progress and journey in your work is really interesting and for me also it's interesting to see the reaction to your painting and how unlike figurative art or abstract art with architectural painting the viewer has to interpret the soul or the feeling of the building or space through your compositions here at the Nordic Arts Agency we have a lot of figurative artists and abstract artists but you are the first beer who is uh, purely architectural or representing interiors. What's your, your main focus or objective? Should the viewer experience the interior through your work? Or is it your personal appreciation and interpretation of the architecture that you're hoping that the viewer encounters? For me, my work are like a window that takes you to another place, a place of peace and tranquility. I want that the spectator feels like pulling up a chair and sitting down to contemplate it. To try to create this sensation, light is not the only interesting thing, but also perspective. In my large format commissions, I ask at what height that will be hang the painting, if it will be contemplated more on foot or seated. Using this information, I plan the perspective. 
there is so much respect and beauty in the way you interpret architecture and designing your paintings, a homage to some of the important and defining modern iconic architects. And I really now definitely will take you up on the offer, Bea, of visiting Castello Ricardo with you and having a personal tour of Barcelona. It feels as though I probably would see the city through completely new eyes with your guidance. So thank you for joining me, Bea, on the podcast and a very warm welcome to the Nordic Arts Agency. Thank you, Juliet. I hope to be able to travel soon to Malmo and meet you in person. Uh, You know, uh, I'm waiting for you in Barcelona. Oh, that's lovely. In the show notes, I should be including links to the Instagram of B.S. Aris and her artist page on the Nordic Art Agency website, where you can view all the artworks we've discussed today. I shall also be including a series of the iconic buildings and B.S. interpretations over on the Nordic Art Agency podcast Instagram. So be sure to enjoy those and the link will be in the show notes. Next time, we'll be in conversation with the award-winning pop surrealist artist, Tom Lona. So until then, bye-bye. Thank you.